1: This is Sports Day for Kia. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer.
0: Right across South Australia, this is the summer edition of Sports Day SA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. You'll hear Sports Day every weeknight at 6pm with me, Paul Bonza, and tonight joining me, Premiership coach with the Norwood Footy Club, Jade Rawlings. Twig, welcome back. Thanks, Bonds. Good to be here again. Jam-packed show again. We've got a couple of big guests. I'll mention them in a minute, but we're going to talk uh, T20 World Cup for the women. We're going to talk AFL captains. We're going to talk some live golf. Marsh Cup is on at the moment. South Australia taking on WA. We'll speak about that very soon as well. But two big guests from the SA Scorpions, Josie Dooley, their keeper, who is – well, is she the sister of Patty, or is
2: Patty the brother of her? Well, I'm sure they can debate it amongst themselves <laughs> and family. But yeah, it's interesting that uh, it's good be good to speak to Josie, a keeper who's moved down from Queensland, like you said. And yeah, all of a sudden, he has got three brothers, and one of them has bobbed up as a big name in Australian cricket.
0: He has, and uh, someone that uh, you're very close to and had a relationship with through footy, Jack Watts, the former Melbourne and Port player. He's got a new venture, and we're going to ask him what he's doing after footy and where that's going.
2: Yeah, it'd be good to speak to Wattsy. He's a guy that's highly positive Person and loves life, loves people, and hopefully we we find him in a good spot with what he's doing post footy. You can be part of the show as well.
0: Text in 0427 154 166 and give us a call 1300 736 736 to be part of the show. All right, time to kick things off with a hot topic. Thanks to Char Time, your home of freshly brewed tea. Thirsty at Char Time? Explore our ready made signature drink range inspired by Char Time fan faves.
3: Sports Day SA.
1: On cruise
3: 1323 and 1629, SEN SA. All right, the Marsh
0: Cup is on at the Adelaide Oval at the moment. WA taking on South Australia. WA won the toss, sent the Redbacks in. They made 210, which is probably a little
2: short, isn't it, Twig, on that deck. Yeah, with these conditions, yeah, yeah, but the ball's doing a little they're bit. Gonna have, yeah, they're going to have to yeah, they're going to bowl well. Where's Agar? He's bowling Stuart well. Spencer Johnson bowling well, so they've got him under a bit of pressure.
0: Yeah, Mananti made sixty one to continue his good form with the bat this season. Uh, Lehman forty three and Jason Berendorf was good for the Whackers with three for thirty six.
2: How pleasing is it to see Spencer Johnson playing for South Australia?
0: It's great. Play it, for the Heat through the yeah. Big
2: Bash, starts to earn a reputation. Five for in the District Cricket on the weekend. Now he's playing. Yeah. The Marsh carpet's fantastic to see.
0: Home, homegrown talent, um, and yes, he's obviously got a lot of confidence out of his stint with the Brisbane Heat, and uh, great to see him get his opportunity. Brendan Doggett uh, comes out of the side, and he just steps in.
2: It was two to three weeks ago we were chatting about just the predicament of South Australian cricket, and sometimes when you change a lot of things, you just have a breakthrough, mm. and it's back-to-back wins in the – the Shield, a fantastic winning against WA the other day. If they can end up in the final of the Marsh Cup and find some homegrown, like Daniel Drew making double ton, Johnson coming back to play. I really like Henry Hunt. So yes. just, Wes has become a really consistent performer for South Australia. I like Doggett as well. I think he's been a good recruit. So just starting to see the wheel turn a little bit for the Sackers? Yeah, just Dizzy starting to get a little bit of a smile on his face and things going in the right direction. other thing I've liked, Bonds, i hmm. felt like the organisation has supported the change. It hasn't yes. required. There's been some agitation with results over the last two years, but Dizzy parachuted in in the first year where he didn't get a chance to shape that summer. Correct. And it does take time. People don't like that, but it does. So I just hope this is the turning of the wheel for the Sackers.
0: Touch on the women's T20 World Cup. Australia played their second game. They smashed Bangladesh. Basically, Bangladesh seven for a hundred. Sorry, seven for a hundred um, and seven. And Nigar Sultana Jotti, what a great name! She made fifty-seven off fifty deliveries. Georgia Wareham started with the ball. Three for twenty. Darcy Brown, our very own Darcy Brown. Two for 23, and Australia got the runs uh, two wickets down. Two for 111. Meg Lanning, 48, not out, and Elisa Healy, uh, 37. Aussies 2-zip now, and they play Sri Lanka in a couple of days. Tournament cricket requires
2: a fast start. Yeah. I think it's been shown in many many tournaments over the years, male or female, that sloppy start puts you under the pump for the rest of the tournament. And the two results have demonstrated the performance of senior players, but also the spread so it's Ware and Brown, Lanning Healy here. It was Ash Gardner in the other game with the five It's yeah. Talia McGrath, uh, Elise Perry. There's a really good spread amongst this team.
0: The only downside of this Women's World Cup is that most of the games are after midnight for us. So we, you know, most of us are sleeping while the Aussies are having some success. So uh, we wish the girls all the best for the rest of the tournament. As I said, Sri Lanka on at midnight on, uh, what are we talking now? With Friday, I think it is. Yeah, <laughs> Tronet work out my days. Let's talk AFL captains. There's a few announcements over the last few days. Uh, Port Adelaide announced they'll keep their same group and Tom Jonas will captain. Um, Dane Zorko has stepped down as Brisbane captain um, and he's come out and said I think human cluggage will be a great captain.
2: It's a bit unusual isn't it? Yeah, I don't think you get to tell who your captain <laughs> on the way yep. out. I find the whole captaincy thing a fascinating discussion. I find it similar to people telling a couple what's happening in their relationship when they're actually not in the four walls. It's amazing how people think they know what's right for a footy club when you don't see the day-to-day behaviour yep. in meetings, how they conduct their life, how they train, how they perform consistently on game day. We, the people do get to see that to a point. But yeah, the who it should be I always find interesting. And I think that Options, yep, always a good discussion point. But people saying that this should just be the person is always a very not, interesting time of the year. It,
0: it just sounds wrong, doesn't it? On my way out, I'm going to anoint this guy.
2: Yeah, and I'll probably be talking more broadly than Zorko. But for yes. a, And I'm sure he got asked in an interview, who would you recommend? Probably Diplomacy would say, oh, there's two or three who could take it. Correct, <laughs> correct. Yeah, but and as I mentioned, like Barry, McCluggage, Harris Andrews, is Lockie Neal their best player, whether he's a great leader. Only Brisbane people will know.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who they announce. If if uh, they announce Hugh McCluggage, um, Zorgo will come out and say, "Told you." Uh,
2: <laughs> why, do, why do why do captains stand aside so late in the preseason, Paul? Yeah, we spoke
0: about this briefly before we came on air. Um, I don't know. It seems it seems again a little broken to me. There's obviously that's a decision at the end of the year, maybe even towards Christmas. Okay, you have that chat. Are we going to go on again? Do you want to be captain again? Um, do you really have to wait till this
2: point? And once again, it's discussions to get had amongst the executive of the footy club, the coaching group, senior players. Generally clubs are pretty good at setting things up about if we get to this point, there's a vote and it doesn't go away, how do we handle that? So I'd like to think it's done that way. I feel in February that there's a vote that's happened by this stage in an AFL yep. club and then it gives the captain or the, the incumbent an opportunity to stand down. Like Pendlebridge was known a long way out.
0: Yeah. I thought Collingwood did it really it well. It did it
2: well. And it gave Darcy Moore a real chance to be celebrated. Clear air. Uh, clear air. And it gives him time for people to become familiar with Darcy Moore's the captain. So when the captain's day arrives and the games are around, it's already known publicly because it might be known internally. As soon as something becomes public, the public assume that's the first, it's just happened. So I think the announcement and the timing and all that's really important by clubs and, uh, I like the the dignity that the captains get to stand down. So Fife got an insight into Freeman, or five spoke outstandingly well about his time as captain and what he wishes for the next captain. Yeah. And I'm I'm sure Zorko internally would have had similar way of talking to that situation. And I really like what the Giants have done with Toby Green. One out chance for Kingsley, as coach, to make a, a start a new way. And the three might have worked, might have worked really well. But it was his opportunity to start again and. And I think most people would say with how Green plays that he would be an, a, somewhat an obvious or logical choice. But once again, what will we know?
0: So that's that was announced today as well, is that Toby Green will be the standalone captain. We got a text in from Mario from Aslan's Beach. Wants to know what you think, Jade, about GWS <laughs> giving the karate kid <laughs> the top job as captain. Toby Green uh, has cost GWS time and time again through his lack of discipline.
2: I'll talk to the discipline. I think Mario's got a very valid point that – Leadership is about action, about consistency of action and about influence. And if your influence is used in a way that punishes your teammates or your club, it is hard to lead. But I would say, Mario, to the situation with Toby, I feel as though there's genuine learning. I read a quote from him today. Okay. He feels as though he, he gets it now. Now, he's 12 years into an AFL career and was a quite a recognisable lad at the start. And with not a great deal of leadership at the club because they were so young learning what leadership is about, it takes people a while. So I think it's a, a great reflection of Toby's growth. And like I said, Kingsley's and his crew have obviously made a decision that he's consistent in his behaviours now, understands the influence he needs to have in a positive sense as a captain.
0: All right. Uh, this morning, John Olsen uh, from the Adelaide Crows was on The Breakfast Show with Jared Walsh and Mark Bickley. Let's have a little listen to what he said about the development of Thebe Oval.
4: Well, we racked up about $6 million worth of debt. Uh, yes, the design has moved for uh, the second oval and King's Reserve has moved to the east. And I think that's straight up about uh, an additional 30 metres from uh, the western boundary, which once again gives greater uh, retention of uh, tree cover during uh, through that area. So we're working with the council in this... Uh, a master plan advisory group. We've made a number of adjustments over the last 18 months or two years in discussions with council, and we continue to work through that process with the local community now.
0: A few little gremlins in the system there, Twig. Uh, so they're making, I guess, residents have come out. They don't want a lot of their green land to be used by an oval, so they've sort of moved things around a bit to give some space to the residents, who, which has been the main,
2: I guess sticking point it's not as easy as people would think just to go and start up a new facility and have a training base just because we should just have it there there's a lot of hoops to jump through and having been exposed to a few of these situations in my past life that yep the blueprints look great and the location looks absolutely sensational but uh, how do you get there how functional it's going to be and the the time that's the other thing bonds it takes but it sounds quite proactive and starting to progress for Adelaide. The fortunate position they're in as a club, they have a really great facility as it is. I yes. you know West Lakes has changed a lot, but I've yes. updated the current one recently, so the players wouldn't want for anything. That's the thing I think as an Adelaide supporter, you'd be reassured by. You just want to feel that the feminine thing starting to get some wheels in motion and it's not far away.
0: Apparently the oval down at West Lakes though is a bit of a wind tunnel. So they have some issues with... Uh, I sure you that it is. or yeah, you played...
2: <laughs> you would not it just seemed to favour Adelaide's end really strongly the first yeah. quarter last year. <laughs> I was there watching that. Seven goals in 15 minutes. It was unfair. Coming up on the show,
0: we have from the SA Scorpions, Josie Dooley, and we're going to chat with Jack Watts here on the summer edition of Sports Day SA.
1: You're listening to Sports Day for Kia. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorrento, Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Welcome back to the summer edition of
0: Sports ASA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Paul Bonzer and Twig Rawlings with you. And uh, Twig, um, we're just looking after this show. Two big names in Adelaide sport. Back. David Wildey, Malcolm Blight. They'll be back in about three and a half weeks' time. I'll be sitting here and we'll get a break. I'm looking for a break. Um, we have some good chats during the breaks. <laughs> <laughs> but I won't go into that now. But it was uh, quite entertaining. Uh, yes, yeah, so Will and Blighty back in about three and a half weeks' time. We're going to talk some MBL Thanks to Kia, the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. they playing
4: back.
0: The beach oh. NBL Finals time tonight. Uh, game one: Kings taking on the Taipans, and in the other semi, New Zealand Breakers lead one 0 over the Your Jackies.
2: Yeah, they got. A, they were competitive, but the Breakers got to slip on them early over in New Zealand. They never reeled it back. The loss of a Jet's been big, so he's yeah, had definitely. surgery and. Talking about some sort of face mask, which might be able to help him play, I don't think it's likely. But he's a big loss. He sets them up really well. But it was really well done by Cairns. We spoke last week, I think, about their final against the Wildcats. And they went in without Pinder and McCall, one of the other imports, and they won quite comfortably. So I think Cairns and Sydney will be a very good battle. Yeah, McCall had his arm in a sling the other night.
0: So there is talk that he might play, though. It's um, like a boot. Pinder's unlikely.
2: Yeah, Pinder. I don't know if he might. might, Yeah, I I think his season's done, yeah. Interesting. Like you can see a bloke with a boot on. You think he's out for weeks, but sometimes just offload the the mm. weight through that ankle, and they still play the next week. So hopefully for the Titans, McCall plays. I want to play something for you now,
0: Tweak. I saw this today. Um, it's it, it's first class. Um, it's elite, and we're talking live golf. Hey, Mister. Why
3: should I support your team? Why support the High Flyers? Right. Whoa, don't
0: forget the Fireballs. They're the most passionate, best-looking guys in the league. And he's close. With the range
1: Goats, there's more than one way to look good. Just saying, the four aces, no one puts in the hours like
2: us. The Majestics, it's the badge that everyone wants to wear. Unlike those pants.
1: Third game, this team is tuned to
2: perfection.
4: One word heads.
1: I think that's two words.
4: Cleeks. That's one word. We're the
2: crushers, and we're called that for a reason. Should have choked down on that one a little bit.
4: Commit to ripper, kid, because drives are for show. And pots are for dough. Nice haircut, mate.
0: Welcome to Stinger. We play hard on the course, and it, do, a it does range. go on a little bit further than that, but we'll word it down there. I just wanted to get Cam Smith uh, with a bit of a mullet joke. He looks over at a, at a guy. Check it out on social media. Just uh, Google Live Golf. It's on also on YouTube. Um, but the the main thing I want to bring up is, and this is something that maybe not a lot of people know, is that Live Golf is different. It's here in April at Grange Golf Course. It's teams. It's team golf over three days, not four. And those teams have their own emblem, their own merchandise, and the Aussie team, which is captained by Cam Smith, are called the Ripper, the Rippers Golf Club. So it's a bloody Ripper, the, I the Aussies.
2: Outstanding. I, I was unsure of where Live Golf was going to take golf, and I was unaware of the teams until you presented it to me earlier today. I think it's just so intriguing. I love watching team golf. Ryder Cup, Presidents Cup, absolutely brilliant. So these players, it's going to be significantly different to what they've been used to. Representing a, a team, How, is it franchised How's it within the Live Golf? How's no, it, it's, it's
0: just within Live Golf. So they've yep. developed this format, and you know the fireballs. You heard Sergio Garcia there. The, you know they're the they're the sexy Spanish guys. <laughs> you know, and um, uh, Dustin Johnson, like just work, their slogan is obsessed with better. Like they just practice and practice and practice, and um, we heard the Crushers Golf Club, Bryson DeChambeau, because he just smashes the
2: ball. Uh, it's 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 really enthralling. I'm I can't wait. Well, golf has been such a stable game; it's just been a, a stayed game. Like PGA, Australian Tour, Asian Tour, it's just done. A lot of people done. love it. Yeah, and I, and, but and, and, and this is a change. A, the purity of it, absolutely. But this capacity to change it and make it look different as with the times. And I think the lineup they've got is going to draw massive crowds out here in the Grange Golf Club. It will be huge. It's
0: the biggest names in golf. Mickelson's captaining the High Flyers. Uh, the other names, the Gleeks, the Ironheads, the Majestics, um, the Range Goats, which I thought was uh, <laughs> Bubba Watson's team. That's interesting. Um, Smash and Stingers and Talk.
2: So Talk is the Italians. <laughs> What so, about, with the Ferrari, you know, just it's great. That's very clever. What about the couple of weeks of entertainment in Adelaide, though? For Gather Round and Live Golf. To oh. be? Well, I had a mate the other day say he couldn't get onto a golf course in Adelaide because uh, through that Live Golf, that every course is just booked up. So, it's people are traveling and they're going to come to South Australia and gonna have a great time.
0: 12 teams play in Live Golf and uh, all got their own emblem, they're all their own logo. And you'll be able to support whichever golfer you like. You get on their team and buy the merchandise. It's going to be hard not to support
2: Cam Smith. Look, he's so likeable. He's a star. Yeah. And being in the Australian team, they're going to get some reasonable support out here, aren't they?
0: The Rippers. The Ripper Golf Club.
2: Um, New year means
0: new gear at Toolkit Depot. Toolkit Depot is your one-stop shop to get back on the tools. Uh, Really looking forward to that. What do you think about Live Golf? Text in. Which team will you be following? 0418. 0427 154 166. 0427 154 166. Coming up on the show, we're going to speak to the wicket keeper for the SA Scorpions, Josie Durley, and the guy who played 174 games for Melbourne and for Port Adelaide. He's now got a new life and having some fun. It's Jack Watts. Really looking forward to that here on the summer edition of Sports Day SA.
1: You're listening to Sports Day for Kia. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorrento, Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer.
0: Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports Day SA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Paul Bonza with you alongside Norwood coach Jade Rawlings. Now, Jade, we've got a very special guest. I'm looking forward to chatting to this guy. Uh, and he's brought to us by Mate Pocket Change Mobile Phone Plans with Mate. Sports Day SA. We will, we will rock you. On cruise
3: 1323
0: and 1629 SEN SA. Our first
3: guest uh, played
0: 174 AFL games with Port and with Melbourne. Jack Watts, welcome to the summer edition of Sports Day SA.
4: Thank you, Bonds. Uh, great to catch up with you, Twiggo, the, the, uh, the greatest Melbourne bitter drinker that I've ever seen in my
2: life. <laughs> well, uh, you'll be pleased to know, what you've converted to Cooper's uh, Pale Ale since being in South Australia. <laughs> not my
4: not, not West Ends over there, Twig. Uh, at various times. Various
0: times. I'm sure you've had one or two. Hey, uh, look, you, you retired a couple of years ago from the AFL. What have you been up to?
4: I know, I was surprised that you, you boys wanted an old fossil like me to come on the show, but um, must be struggling a bit with guests. But, uh, now, what have I been doing? I've, I've, um, I started a, a swimwear company with a couple of my mates when I was playing footy, um, and then uh, was sort of in the process of getting my, my Masters in Business Administration towards the end of my career. So I finished that off, come on board full-time at Squash, um, which is the, uh, the, the the fashion label that I run with a couple of mates and um, playing as much golf as I possibly can. I've made sure I'm on the four-day work week, so Fridays are, uh, are free, which is, you know, work that one into the contract. And um, bit of Monday night basketball, that's about the highlight of my week.
2: Uh, what well done to you, what's <laughs> because you did really put some good time into what we would like life would look like after footy. So you know, bring people into how squash started and uh, what your involvement and where it's got to now?
4: Yeah, so I had a very clever mate of mine um, back when he was about 15 years old. He was importing um, gym equipment and little bicycles and skipping ropes and um, all of this kind of stuff from China and selling it at school for an absolute bomb. Um, he used to bring in this stuff called Joss powder. So it was sort of like this, um, you know, energy drink. So when we were sort of 14, 15, back in the olden days, we'd pour this Joss powder in our beers and that would sort of get us up and about. So our times have changed. But um, he imported that from overseas and um, was a very clever man. So basically when I started playing footy, I said to him, you know, I've made a bit of money and I've got a little average sort of B-grade profile that we could use. And, um, and we started this this fashion label, so then we brought on um, another good mate of ours, Jack Stubby Turner he's our designer, he's the quirky one with all the tats and um, he does all the, all our designs and uh, you know, we're, we're doing okay, living a pretty good life, working together with two of your best mates and having a bit of fun while doing it
2: oh, It's fantastic to hear the energy in your voice What's where does footy sit with you these days? I see that every now and then you're on the, your, uh, podcast or a, a I think a couple of gambling uh, companies engage you to get a few views on footy. Where's footy sitting in your life at the moment?
4: Yeah, I get myself into a bit of trouble doing those, Twiggo, because <laughs> they sort of expect me to know a few things and um, I've probably seen about five games in the last three years. So, But it's it's good fun. I still sort of slowly keep in touch you know, with the D's boys, but um, all I heard from my great mate Jack Trengove was that... Um, the Norwood Football Club brought in one of the all-time biggest heists to get their head coach across from uh, Victoria, and he pretty much turned the club upside down. Everyone was up in arms saying that this is an upheaval of all sorts, and uh, within, what, 12 months, they're, uh, they're holding that beautiful cup above their heads. So tell me about that tweak.
2: <laughs> we're actually talking to you <laughs> we're doing the interview here aren't we? we haven't got to talk about it uh, you obviously got a good sense of uh, obviously been well inducted into the culture of SA and AFL footy in South Australia how did you find it coming from Melbourne and being brought up in an AFL city how did you find the lifestyle in Adelaide when you came over here
4: oh, I loved it to be honest um, yeah I found it interesting just the passion for uh, SA and you know it was you sort of come over from Victoria and if, you, if you're playing VFL over here, it's sort of like, you know, you really are in the twos and you it's, um, you know, everyone over here, you're trying to get out of the VFL as quickly as you can. But, um, you know, over in the Sanford, it was sort of, it was actually almost a, a privilege to, you know, I was at Port Adelaide to so going down to the Magpies and, and pulling on that jumper and, you know, the history that they've got there was pretty special to be a part of so and then also just the crowds you know I found it incredible just the um you know the supporters you go into the grocery store or you go down the street and you know it's sort of almost 50 50 half of them are saying oh the magpies are on fire and blah 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 and half of them are going for port and port adelaide so it was um yeah I, I love the culture I love how it was a bit slower and you know there's no traffic over there the beaches are just phenomenal I can't believe no-one talks about the SA beaches, Um, you know, compare them to to the Victoria sort of in the bay, disgusting little beaches over here. It's um, pretty special over there. So, um, you know, I loved it, but um, at the same time, I'm a a big sort of people's person, and if I could have had all my my mates and my family and everyone I loved over there, it would have been amazing, but um, they're all here in Victoria, so I thought of, I was always probably coming back at some stage.
0: Yeah, we just keep a lid on how good South Australian beaches are. Just We don't have too many Victorians over here. Um, but what, <laughs> I, I just want to ask you about your footy your AFL career. Um, 174 games, a great career. Uh, there was obviously some frustration for you during that career as well and cops some criticism, that probably harsh criticism. Um, how do you look back on it? With a sense of pride or, or frustration? Oh, geez. It's, it's probably a
4: bit of both, really. Um, you know, probably pride that but... That I stuck it out for as long as I did, and yeah. you know, through everything we went through, it was. Um, I don't know if there'd be too many other careers that are, that uh, sort of had the journey that um, that I had, but um, and then also, you know, definitely just that frustration. You know, you're sort of a gun player as a kid, and you know, you everything's pretty easy, and you win everything, and um, you know, you get up to the the pinnacle of the sport where. You know, that's really where you want to succeed. And I've pretty much had zero success um, for my entire career. So, you know, it's that that frustration. There's a bit of, you know, could I have done anything differently? You look back and think, what, what if and what if? But at the end of the day, that's all part of life, isn't it? And, um, you know, it's probably made me who I am today. And, uh, you know, I'm living a pretty good life, that's for sure.
2: It's a great reflection, Watson. and thanks for sharing that because I found you an incredibly resilient person and the other thing I really respect you for is your authenticity. You've always been yourself and you had probably what you'd call a non-footy upbringing in relation to your basketball career and no one will ever know what it's like to be number one pick except you 30-odd blokes who have been number one picks over the 30-odd years <coughs> that the draft went in. So you mentioned about that lack of fulfil- fulfilment from success. Is that something that probably is the thing that just eats away a little bit after all the effort that you put into playing?
4: Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think, you know, and just looking back on it, you know, it's I guess with success comes a lot of other benefits. And, you know, I'm looking at my mate Gorney sitting there. Um, you know, he couldn't do a thing wrong at the moment, could he? He's, he's um, signing deals left, right and centre at the well,
0: we might have lost him there. Are you still there, Jack? Looks like he's uh, dropped out. Uh, we'll try and get him back on the, the line. And he speaks uh, pretty clearly about that career, doesn't he? Yeah, he's had some frustrations, disappointment, but clearly it's made him a better person.
2: Yeah, and it's what I touched on before, Bonds, that there's a lot of people coming at him, and I think he had five coaches at Melbourne, and yep. each one felt that it was their task to grab hold of Watson and make him the person and possibly the player combined that they wanted him to be rather than, him to evolve to be that player. And I just really respect his capacity to reflect and talk openly. And he sees life in a very positive light. And the way he spoke about his family and friends and the requirement of needing them around for him to feel that balance in his life, he needed that. And, yeah. Yeah, I think he's, it's terrific to listen to him talk because he's doing some great stuff. I think we've
0: no, we got, got him back. I think <laughs> we got him back again. Thanks, uh, Jack, you're back, back on the line there. Um, uh, I want to ask you a bit more about the clothing line. Um, and keep, oh, yeah. give the business a bit of a plug here.
4: Okay, well, yeah, squash.com.au, S-K-W-O-S-H. Um, we, we sort of started out as a, as a swimwear brand, you know, mainly just men's sort of shorts, and, and we've transitioned into a bit of a lifestyle brand now. We've got a, a pretty much a full range, caps, teeth, um, socks, brought out a, a Terry Tower collection, um bring out a winter collection this year, which will be good to um, sort of counteract the trans nature of the business. Um, but, yeah, it, it, we sort of started just to have a bit of fun and enjoy ourselves and, and um, you know, bring our friends along with us, and, and now it's, you know, it's what we do for a living.
2: One of the great events in Victoria, not that I ever attended at Bonds, but one of the great events is the Portsy Polo, and the squash crew are very good at their setup up there launch of their product and yes. also really engage the people of Victoria in uh, the Portsea Polo, one of the, the better events you've run. What's he?
4: Yeah, I think that one was right up there, Twig, to be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice to have the, uh, the pit boys down at the Toronto pub when I hadn't organised a thing for the after party and I emailed them, so I messaged them saying, I've got 40 blokes on a, on a bus absolutely sideways. Can you get us into the pub on Polo Day? Um, and they've just worked us into the back door beautifully. So, um, yeah, that was that was one of the big days. I think, uh, what happened there? Was that when Roosie had just started and supposedly <laughs> one, one of the young boys that came along was spewing up in the garden out the front, and some supporters saw it, and we all copped a bit of crap for that. But, yeah, that's my uh, recall. That, and uh, the, the other
2: recall, that it was a young player at Melbourne who hadn't had a lot to do with Roosie at the time, but his father was an event organiser of the Port Polo and... Ruzi called him in the office and said, mate, I need to have a chat to you. And he thought, beauty, I'm about to get some feedback from Ruzi. And he said, mate, to get me some tickets for the 40 Polo? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other thing, I can vouch for the squash bonds. Yes. Uh, myself and my, my son and my stepson have all got some squash shorts bought by from our, by my partner. And uh, we have got the cockatoo. Uh, version of the squash uh, swim shorts absolutely fantastic. I had a look today and it's a, a really good website, some fantastic gear
0: and a couple of names on the website too here Whatsy. Uh Ed Sheeran John Legend, Ben Simmons so just a couple of uh, big names to uh, support your clothing brand
4: We do we've been very very lucky with the help that we've, we've got. Um, Ed Sheeran was just a you know absolute freak occurrence. We sort of knew his tour manager and you know, we've, you, you always send, you know, as much as you can and you just hope, pray for the best. But he, he actually wore it, loved it, messaged us back, wanting more stuff. So um, he's been one that's stuck with us, which has been pretty awesome. Um, Benny Simmons, geez, what's he doing at the moment? Hopefully he can he can uh, find some form. But um, good Aussie boy, Christian from is mate. So we got him in a pair and I think he was swanning around with Kendall Jenner at the time. So that certainly helped. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's it's all part of it, you know, getting everyone involved and trying to get as much help as we can, and um, you know, a lot of our mates still sort of help us out down at the uh, at the footy club.
2: If there's someone in Australia <laughs> who'd be well qualified to make comment on the, the being traded to an Adelaide club and being a former number one pick in uh, Jason or Francis, it's you. What's he? How did from your perspective? What what is it like to come over and have an expectation about you and um, yeah, everyone in Adelaide got a pretty big expectation, yeah. obviously a thirst for footy. How was it for you? And what's the, what would you think Horn France will be going through at the moment?
4: Yeah, I, I think it would be great for him to be honest. Um, you know, especially with Kenny and and the poor boys, they're, they're an incredible group. They really are. And, and I didn't quite get to sort of fulfill that with, with my own um, career over there, breaking my leg just as I was starting to get going and, um, you know, it would have. That's. I look back on that and I think, geez, if I could have stayed healthy, I think they played Napreli in the prelim that year. And um, you know, I just would have loved to have played in those in those big games just once, but um, not to be. Um, but big Jason or- Orn-Francis, I-, I think he's a gun, I think he's going to be a great player. Um, the way that they sort of wrap their arms around their players over there, it's you know, it is a crazy footy town, but it's almost like the pressure isn't as, as intense or the, the negative, I don't know, That that's where I felt anyway. I certainly felt that um, because there's, well, you've either got the Crow supporters who are going to hate you regardless, um, or you've got your, your Port Adelaide supporters who, who just adore you no matter what you do. So, you know, I think he'll be great. And he, he goes over there with, you know, into a midfield that's, you know, all class. He's got a lot of help around him. They've got a senior sort of list. So... It's not all gonna fall on his lap and, and he can just sit there and shine with with Ollie Wines and Zach Butters and Xavier Dersmer and Connor Rosie and Mitch Georgiadis up front and Big Dick Dicko will be flying and um, you know I think they're gonna have a they're gonna they're my smoky for the, the flag this year.
0: Jack, we really appreciate your time. Uh, it's been a, a fantastic chat. Once again, that website is squash Check it out. There's some fantastic gear, T-shirts, uh, boardies, you name it, it's on there. Uh, check it out and help out a great friend of the show now, Jack Watts. Uh, thanks, mate. Good on you, Wattsy.
4: Thank you, guys. Thanks a lot.
0: Jack Watts. Uh, uh, the the thing that comes out of me there, uh, Twig, is just his attitude and how up and about he is and how happy he sounds in life.
2: The thing is, that is him. That is yeah. him. I spoke to you guys last week about yeah. Jack Watts, and just spoke about if we get him on, he, he will give the the program energy because he, he really values life and he values people. And I'll give him his dues. He was himself from day one. Now he struggled with por- portions of what AFL footy bought, which he was he knew that was, there was some mm. challenging parts to it. But yeah, for to see him being really happy and successful away from footy, I think he watches a bit more footy and lets on too, bonds. Yeah, I'm sure field. he does. But, uh, no, couldn't be more pleased to hear him going well because he. the irony is he was just starting to get going. Round 1 2019 against Melbourne for Port Adelaide. He was second best man on the ground. He was incredible. And then I think it was the next week he broke his leg yeah. and never got back. So yeah, he, like, did, he
0: did look like, okay, this is this is it. Yep. This is we're going to see the best of Jack Watts here and then obviously had injury. Uh, brought to us by Mate Jack Watts. Um, $1 per month for three months with Mate Mobile plans. Make the switch today. Um, We're going to talk a little bit of cricket now. The Scorpions have got a couple of games coming up uh, this weekend. uh, And we've got Josie Dooley from the Scorpions about to join us. And she is brought to us by Tyre Power. Think safety this February. Get a five-minute tyre safety check at your local Tyre Power.
3: Sports Day SA. 1323 and 1629 SENSA. The
0: wicketkeeper for the SA Scorpions, Josie Dooley, is with us. Welcome to the Summer Edition of Sports ASA. Josie. Hey, guys.
3: Thanks for having me.
0: Now, tell us a little bit, for people that don't know, tell us a little bit about your cricket journey and how you ended up in South Australia, because you're not a a true South Australian. You're now an adopted one. Yes. Yes, I'm from Queensland. Moved over.
3: Uh, three years ago, so this is my third season with the Scorpions. Um, being a keeper, it's tough when you've got Beth Mooney Moone ahead of you in Queensland, so decided to make the move to, yeah, eventually get the gloves this year off Tegan McFarlane. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's about the order, so, yeah, definitely move for opportunity.
2: And with your wicketkeeping, Josie, who's influenced you in your training? Have, is it something you just took up as a youngster or have you had an influential person as has uh, really guide you as to how to be a great keeper?
3: Uh, early days in Queensland, Jody Fields um, was probably a huge influence on me, and then getting to work with uh, Beth Mooney as well in Queensland, they were probably two of the um, people that helped me the most. But I've got three brothers, and I was never allowed to uh, bowl in the backyard, so that's sort of how I took up wicket keeping.
2: <laughs> my <Smart> girl. <laughs>
0: yeah. so, so we'll talk about one of your brothers very soon. But uh, so you were basically keeping and field, like fielding for your three brothers. Did you get a bat much? Because you can hold the bat. There's no question uh, about that.
3: <laughs> yeah, I got a, I go a bat, but um, yeah, the boys would, yeah, not, definitely not take it easy on me. So, um, but yeah, I definitely, I definitely got a bat and hit them around a few times. But yeah, Patty didn't like it when I, uh, when he gets hit by his younger sister, so <laughs> 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 out with, a bit quicker.
0: <laughs> with um, Tiga McFarlane, a great career with the Scorpions. Uh, did she have some influence on you uh, over the last year or so as well? Knowing that she was probably going to step away from the game and and you would be taking the gloves?
3: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Midge was obviously a huge influence when I first came over. Um, we did a lot of training together, and, yeah, she's an outstanding keeper, so definitely learned a lot from her.
2: And the last couple of games, Josie, against Hazie, a couple of close losses, some pretty high-scoring games. How have you guys reviewed that? Have you felt that you are both games you should have won, or were they situations of just game sense to close it out? What was the review of those two?
3: Um, I think the first game, we felt like we were right in right in it. We probably just left, um, yeah, a few... We didn't have enough runs on the board. Um, and then the second game, we probably felt like we didn't play our best cricket. Um, and yeah, they were too good. Uh, at least the got a 100. So she, when she's informed, she's pretty hard to stop. But, yeah, I think we're definitely looking to bounce back this weekend against Queensland.
0: You've had an excellent season, uh, the Scorpions, up until that weekend in Tassie. You hadn't lost a game, so... But uh, you've slipped down to third on the ladder behind Queensland. There's only a couple of points between you two teams. And you've got both games, one on Friday and one on Sunday. I'm going to be there on Sunday calling it, so that'll be good fun. Um, do you just got to win both these games. Is that the plan?
3: Yeah, yeah pretty much. I think if we want to play in the final, um, yeah, we got to win both. So at least we know what we've got to do and, yeah, hopefully we can perform.
2: And Josie, of the three brothers, one of them has now become a recognisable name throughout Australia, Uh, Paddy Dooley, who obviously played for the Hurricanes through the Big Bash. How's that been, watching his growth and emerge as a a genuine player within Australian cricket?
3: Yeah, it's very cool. Um, He's been toiling away in club cricket for the last five, six years and been dominating Queensland club cricket. So to see him get his chance and take it with both hands. And yeah, it's been so cool. He's got a little... Whole hero um, following in Tassie, so you know it's been awesome. Friends and family have just been absolutely loving it.
2: And without speaking through you to talk about Paddy, just one thing you would have probably kept to him at stages through your career. Can you pick him with uh, all the different variations he has? Uh
3: not. I'd like to say I can, but yeah, probably probably not. Quite <laughs> <laughs> a bit tricky. <laughs> so I don't know if he knows where they're going most of the time, but.
2: <laughs> and tell us what it's like to be a keeper in. Short-form cricket, Josie, there's a lot going on. Uh, you, past life, I was a keeper, so that perspective you get behind the the stump, especially up to the spinners and just field positioning, do you feel like every ball is a responsibility on you as a keeper to have an involvement?
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, I make sure that all the fielders are in the right position. I think a few of them get pretty angry with me because I move them a uh, metre to left or right and, to me, it just, I need it to be all in the right position, whereas yeah, the fielders don't appreciate it a lot of the time, I think.
0: <laughs> does, does your captain, Gemma Barsby, appreciate you just moving the fielders a little bit, giving her a hand?
3: Yeah, yeah. Gem's completely fine with me doing that. She yeah tells me to just go for it, and if I think they're in the wrong position, I can move them.
2: And what about red ball cricket, Josie? That's something we really enjoyed, watching the women's test matches in last summer. Is it the future is it something that the women within the different states really crave to play more longer form cricket?
3: Yeah, definitely. I think where um, all the states are definitely pushing for two day cricket to come into um, yeah the domestic format. I think with like more test match coming up for the Aussies, I think it only makes sense to have a domestic um, long form format. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully in the next MOU, we can try push for it.
0: What about away from cricket, Josie? What do you do? What do you, do you work anywhere, or are you just—is it? Do you play any other sports? Um,
3: I'm just studying digital media, um, so yeah, just studying at the moment. Um, doing, I worked at Greg Chapel for a little bit, so some part-time jobs, but yeah, just studying and focusing on cricket.
2: And what about the transition? It's a big one to come from Queensland to South Australia. Have you found the lifestyle?
3: Yeah, I love it. Um, I joke with a few of my friends back home. I always try to get them to come over and they they are uh, don't believe me that I that Adelaide's such an amazing place to live. Um, the beaches are so close and the wineries, yeah. I absolutely love it. I actually bought my first property here, so I'm yeah, fully South Australian now I would say.
2: <laughs> Good on you. i similar boat to yourself, have a past life interstate and the South Australian Adelaide gets a raw deal <laughs> with how it's perceived, but I couldn't speak more wholly of it. And all my family that comes from interstate have a great time with all the things you mentioned there as well. Whereabouts in Queensland are you from, Josie?
3: Uh, From Brisbane.
0: Yep. All right, uh, just one last question before we let you go. Um, You personally, you're happy with the way the season's going for you?
3: Um, Yeah, I would like to score more runs. Um, I've been, yeah, I feel like I'm in good touch, just haven't really kicked on for a big, big score yet. Uh, We sort of joke about it within the team, the, Everyone in the top five has got 100 apart from me, so um, (laughs) I would like a big score. But, yeah, I'm um, happy with how I'm hitting them. Just, yeah, would like to have a big score and have a big influence in one of the games On these last two games would be great. Josie,
0: appreciate your time. Good luck on the weekend and uh, get a couple of wins and get in that final.
3: Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Josie.
0: Brought to us by Tyre Power. Selected Falcon Tyres at 25% off. Twig, we're out of time. It's been a great show. Thanks for listening, everyone. This has been the summer edition of Sports Day SA.
1: You're listening to Sports Day for Kia. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer.